up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Pictures are being taken this uh, time of year, and there are certain pictures that we should avoid, namely pictures with the Grinch. <laughs> Do you want to be a Grinch? Not necessarily. Very Grinchy story here. Yeah. Uh, as Christmas is approaching, uh, people are saying, you know, we want some new ideas, different ideas to make the holiday look a little festive on your uh, on your timeline. Yeah. But we're told we should avoid Grinch photos. Yeah. Uh, Grinch photos are not the nicest one, and they're also uh, a trademark infringement That's... on the whole Grinch that's still Christmas property. I didn't Dr. realize that. Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Owned and operated by Dr. Seuss Enterprises. It, so when you dress up as the Grinch and you have your photo taken and you post it, that is a trademark mark infringement. Isn't that wild? I mean, when you know, when these characters kind of enter pop culture, yeah. you think that we all can just kind of hang out with them. Can you imagine if someone trademarked Santa? You know how many infringement lawsuits that would be? You know, Coca-Cola would sure go after us on that one. Because they, remember for a while, they had that very uh, traditional picture of Santa yeah. holding a Coke. So it was the Coca-Cola Santa. It was so right, he did become right. branded for a hot That's minute. Right. Now, I think the caveat for the Dr. Seuss Grinch photos is that you can't profit off of it. That's yeah. it. So it's all these photographers who started saying, hey, guess what? Do you want to do a non-traditional Christmas family photo? shoot and then they would have everyone pose as the Grinch. So a photographer was successfully sued by the Dr. Seuss estate. Enterprises. Enterprises. And so I guess they ended up having to pay them and then it became the story by a bunch of other photographers who said that they had been sent cease and desist letters because somebody Mm. from this company just scours the internet looking for photographers Uh, using images from Dr. Seuss. I mean it's a good way to retain some cash really if you think about it. Um because everyone's using some type of theme. So the Grinch is a trademarked entity. Can't use the Grinch as your photo muse right. and make money and off make of it. And make money off of it. Or I just went to Party City and I picked up one of those <laughs> Grinch outfits and I did charge $5. They said it's no joke. But I like the idea of the Grinch. Like Some people like to do Santa Claus, which is great. Oh, yeah. I think the Grinch idea is a great If idea. you as a family want to do it, go for it. If you do as it. a photographer want to do it, absolutely not, because the Grinches, Grinches, okay. come after you. Dr. Seuss's one. property. Okay, Mr. Well, Grinch. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's true to form, right? Yeah. Okay, so at least no one owns the Santa rights. We know that, right? He's that, free and clear. He's, that, uh, he's loved by all. That would be a, a really huge feat <laughs> get all that money back, because uh, that guy's everywhere right now. Do it again. With Caitlin Green. Well, first up, congratulations to Demi Lovato, who's trending this morning because she has announced that she is getting married. She's engaged to her boyfriend, Jordan, well, now fiance, Jordan Jutes Lutz. This guy is a 32-year-old songwriter who first met Demi back in January of 2022. They co-wrote her song, Substance, together. And Marilyn, you described him as being a Travis Barker lookalike. Or no, it was Jamar. Well, Jamar did. Jamar yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. He kind of does have that vibe. And she's a little bit in that moment, too. She's like... Their photos together. It's like their engagement announcement photos. Yeah. It's very black leather, very black, long black fingernails, black hair. Okay. That's kind of the aesthetic of their love. So they are the getting... aesthetic of their love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 black leather. I like for, it for whatever that's worth. Uh-huh. Um, a bizarre story involving President Joe Biden is trending. 
a car plowed into his motorcade last night. So there was a parked SUV that was shielding his motorcade. So he and his first lady, Jill, are leaving his campaign headquarters in Delaware. They're sort of wishing everyone a happy holiday, saying this to reporters. They get into the presidential vehicle and then all of a sudden, this car just flies out of nowhere and lands into one of these SUVs that was supposed to be shielding the president. Yeah. It's it's the most bizarre, and thankfully no one was hurt. Yeah. They said that the driver stayed on the scene. Obviously, you know, Secret Service is all over this guy. They, yeah. in. they don't believe that there was any ill intent. They just think that it was... Maybe someone who'd had one too many happy holidays. That's what they thought. And he was, well, uh, the, uh, President Biden was walking out just to get back in the SUV, talking to somebody. Some reporter lobbed him a question. Yeah. He's about to answer it, and you hear this crash. It's crazy. In the Into the vehicle he goes. It reminded me a little bit of the story, the, the, rainbow, the rainbow Bridge crash yes. that happened, where everyone immediately starts wondering what was going on. Is this kind of a bigger deal or a scarier story? And meaning, is there some intent there? Yeah. And uh, they just don't believe that there is any intent for this driver. But uh, yeah, that's why that's why the president's trending this morning. Okay. Now, Matthew Perry also trending. So, of course, we know that he had passed away. He, he was found dead in his hot tub at his L.A. home. This was back at the end of October, only 54 years old. But he'd struggled with addiction very publicly for a very long time. Now, the coroner's report is in. It does take a while for these reports to come in. And they're saying that he died from the acute effects of ketamine. Mm. So they're saying drowning, coronary artery disease, and another medication that's used to treat opioid disorder were all listed as contributing factors. Ultimately, they said this was just an accident. Now, the autopsy said that he had reportedly been, you know, while he had been reportedly clean for 19 months, he had been on this ketamine infusion therapy. I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with this, but there are new forms of mental health therapies that involve using ketamine, um, especially for people who have depression. And so his last treatment was one and a half weeks before his death. But the coroner says this is totally unrelated related to that infusion. The ketamine in his system when he died would not have been from that. The half-life of ketamine is around three to four hours or less. So it leaves your body very quickly. Um, and his an ex-girlfriend now is has been speaking to the press and said that she would like his doctors to be questioned and investigated because she believes that he would have been unlikely to get this drug from the street and that she believes instead somebody may have been misprescribing it to him on an ongoing basis. She did say that, again, this is just an ex-girlfriend, but that she believes that when he took the infusion therapy, it might have reopened the door to his addictive personality. Oh, okay. And so it can result in you taking too much. Or, yeah. So we'll see what happens. So if you're self-medicating, you might have taken too much of it. Yeah. At that mm-hmm. time. Oh, very, very sad. It is. Yeah. So that oh, was kind of okay. the, that's the latest on him. This does sound a lot like the Michael Jackson situation about... Oh, that situation is horrible. Yeah, about, about who... Propofol and, and Dr. Conrad. Yeah. Ugh. And if you're self-medicating because the doctor won't give you enough or the doctor allegedly might have given it to him. It's, it's, or you start seeing yeah. a sketchier doctor who's going to give you, you know... Well, this is it. You know, you, you have the doctor doctor and then mm-hmm. you look for other doctors mm-hmm. that will supply. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. The Chum Morning Show. Uh, most of us have set up our Christmas trees already. Yeah. I feel like every year now we're getting one of these stories of these random animals being found in holiday decorations. We remember last year at Rockefeller Center, they put up the big tree, you know, and it's all gorgeous. And there's, there's an owl there living in that tree. Yeah. So that it was, was a really cute one, too. It was it tiny. Was really pretty. And then the, recently there was a tree that was cut down somewhere in the United States. 
And uh, they realized after they put the lights on and everything, there were praying mantises living in the tree. That's interesting, too. Because, yeah. uh, I oh. mean, it must have been someplace pretty like warm. Like multiple praying mantises? Well, there's enough. Oh. But, uh, they didn't, they thought it was part of the bark. Because, you know, when they fold yeah. themselves up, you can't tell if it's, you know, like a wood, limb, whatever. Right. So, there you go. I know. Once again, <laughs> got to be a warm place because yes. I don't know a cold place that's going to be able to support yeah, a praying yeah, mantis yeah. this time of year. Right. Um, this one's interesting. Um, in Texas, a woman discovered a pretty wild animal hiding in her Christmas tree. And no, not an owl, not a praying mantis, but a possum. Those things aren't that cute looking, are they? They're kind of, are they cute? They're like well, they are ratty looking, no? They, yeah, they are. Yes, they are ratty looking. Yeah. But here's the difference. It was found in her artificial tree. Artificial I am tree. literally freaking out right now. I have no idea how this possum got in my house and up into my tree. And I'm trying to get him out, but it will not let me. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know how I got in here. I don't leave my doors open. Somebody help. Yeah, the problem is the tree was put up and decorated like almost 10 days before she yeah. saw the possum. Yeah. So the possibility that it came in with the tree pretty low because it's a fake tree. Yeah. And it was so long after. It may have just come into the house. Well, it's wild because she does have a few pets. So she's used to kind of critters being in the house and <laughs> noises uh, and stuff like that. You yeah. severely understate the uh, the menagerie this woman has. Yeah. She has a bearded dragon. She's got a couple pythons. She has a cat, three dogs, and now a, uh, a wild possum running around the she house. She actually has a zoo. That's yeah. what she's got right now. But here's the thing. Yeah. Ten days after she puts the tree up, she feels like a set of eyes staring at her. And when she is filming this, she, you know, it's a beautiful aluminum tree, beautifully decorated. Her boyfriend, by the way, was away for the weekend. She didn't know what to do. She kind of zooms in on this, and this this possum is not playing possum. It's oh, no. just, just kind of blinking its eyes and looking back at her. I'm like, what do you do? She called a wildlife hotline yeah. and said that she had to, like, kind of gently wrestle the possum because yeah. she said that he dug his little claws in, was her direct quote. She put, she put her rubber gloves on it. Yes, and, but she said that at one point, it must have secreted some sort of a smell defense because it ran under her sofa and started running over her health. Oh, man. And that it stunk. Yeah. Can you imagine the other pets in the house yeah, thinking, quite. what is this kind of stinky yeah. baby giant rat doing in our artificial Christmas it's tree? It's kind of wild. So who in the house is doing this? Oh, Oh. Like I, I'm not up for this. Like, if I find the possum at my house, I, I'm, I'm fully calling three one one. Yeah. Oh, me know. too. Uh, I mean, I, I know someone. They're gonna all look at me and say, "Yo, go get the possum." Yeah. But I'm not yeah, up for yeah. it. I don't know if either myself or my husband could deal with this. I no. would have to pay a professional. No. Me yep. too. Me too. So do a double check of your tree. <laughs> check those ornaments and check way deeply into the tree to see if anyone's living there and rent free. I know. Crazy. I know. It probably was a. A moment for her to see what the python's really made of. Jam <laughs> mornings with Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. You're riding into work this morning. We want to talk about a word that you probably know very well: ergonomics. Or even if you're uh, working from home, you might not know. You might know that word pretty well as well. 
Um, did you take the ergonomics quiz here at, no. our, at our company? No, I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Like two weeks ago, yes. Yeah, there's a quiz that they gave us here at the company about ergonomics. Apparently, we're supposed to be really, really compliant with just being comfortable. How funny is that? I love that. <laughs> Make sure you're comfortable at work. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I... <laughs> sure. But here's a piece of advice that you probably thought you'd never hear. A couple years ago, they were telling us, make sure you have the perfect chair in your office or your home office. Then later they said that, hey, it's not about the chair. Standing desks. That's what it's all about. Yes, you got to stand. You have, have a desk that might even raise and lower on like yeah. uh, hydraulics or something like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and then and then what? Completely new advice. You guys will not even believe this advice. And let me know if you could uh, text 104536 if you're willing to do this. The new advice for how to work from either your office or home is to not sit on a on a chair, but to actually sit on the floor. Okay. Yes. Take your laptop, take your desktop computer, take your your Zoom cameras and put them all on the floor. Enough. <laughs> sit on the floor. It's enough. The only time I sit on the floor is when I'm having dinner and we're in the kitchen and there's a coffee table and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, you know what? I think I want the coffee table to be at the same level as what I'm doing. And I can really look at the TV yeah. and watch the NFL games. Yeah, we sit on the floor when we yeah. play like board games yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes I don't know why I do, I do the same thing. But uh, have you seen this floor? I'm not sitting on that floor. <laughs> yeah, this I'm floor wouldn't kidding. be the... the, the no. We'd go home with some stuff. I think no. it's because sure. people during the pandemic, right? And yeah. They're working from home and, you know, you're sitting at a desk and it feels official or at your dining room table. And, like, kids take their, you know, laptops and go sit on the floor and they sit on their beds. And that's why they're saying they're just trying to be hip. Whoever's doing this study is trying to be hip. Well, a writer from Slate.com actually uh, did the write-up yeah. on how she's been more productive sitting on the floor. And the reason being is that when you sit on the floor, you're so uncomfortable that you're actually more inclined to get up and move around more often. Uh, so you're just, you know, like when you think about sitting on a comfortable chair, you might sit in that thing for hours realistically. Yeah. And then, you you know, you get all those hip issues, you get the knee issues, she get back for, issues. Is she a writer for Slate Magazine? Yeah, so a writer for Slate. Well, she, they said, come up with another article. Totally. She came up with this. <laughs> totally. Totally came up with that. That's exactly what's yeah. happened. They're going to tell us we have to do our show on unicycles up now. <laughs> Or like in oh. silks, or invest in a tightrope. That's what you need at the office. Do you know when I saw people on um, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Tread? What is it? A treadmill. Uh, treadmill. Uh, you know, so and so from New York City Magazine oh, on God. a treadmill. I go, please give me a break. Honestly, I cannot even. Re- I couldn't even read on a treadmill, let alone co- carry on a conversation. Just give everyone a real lunch hour and tell them to go home and enjoy their family. <laughs> That's, right. That's enough. There you go, Slate Magazine. No more think pieces. I mean, but there, you hit your there deadline. Are, there are some benefits. I don't believe it. Better <laughs> joints, lower inflammation. Right. Boost your metabolism you a little bit. You try to get up from the floor, Jamar. We did that already. I can get up from the floor. No, no, what no, me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> oh, you? Okay. Remember no, we did that? I like my chair. I like the fact that I can, you know, move it around with the wheels. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm happy. Anybody into uh, sitting on the floor on that next Zoom? <laughs> In the office, that'll it's be It's not weird. a good angle either, I just want to say. You don't like the up nose? No. It's a great angle. I don't think. Up nose is awesome. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto with Caitlin Green? Let me know, let me know. A funny debate has popped up on TikTok, care of popular TikToker Alex Earl. Everyone wants to know, do you think it's okay to eat canned soup cold? 
like cold out of a can. Yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> uh, it's a no because I feel like, you know, soups na- have like natural oils and stuff inside of them. Mm-hmm. And if it's not warmed up, it just kind of all congeals and gets a little kind of weird looking. You know, you got to. Oh, I know what you mean. Right? You got to warm I, it up to break yeah. that up. What if you I shut it dilute? I want to dilute it though. Like, you know, like whether, whether it be chicken noodle soup, a lot of salt there. Yeah. If that, that's right. a heavy dose of salt. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't want to have all that at once. Well, this, t- this TikToker revealed yeah. that she eats Progresso soups directly from the can and then asked her followers if anyone else did this. And so then a bunch of people weighed in and uh, said that they do. And then other people were insisting it needed to be heated up yeah. in order to be a safe temperature for bacteria purposes. So Progresso wound up having to weigh in. I love, imagine being the person who works for any of these companies that finds yourself caught up in like a TikTok hot or cold soup scandal. Anyways, they said it's absolutely fine or safe to eat their soup straight from a can. Um, but they said you want to enhance the flavors, make it taste good. So that's why they recommend heating it up. Yeah, the bacteria part, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's cooked already. It's also shelf stable. Like right. if, if there's an apocalypse, you could and will probably have to eat cold soup out of a can for a long time. Well, that's nice to know. She's doing a little work <laughs> for us before we have to do it. Like who's before we have to? I don't know. It. If you will okay. come out of the woodwork and admit to opening a can of soup and eating it cold, let me know. And I'm not talking because you had to or an appliance broke or whatever. Okay. I'm saying by choice. There are low sodium, reduced sodium. <laughs> <laughs> There's hearty chicken home style soup, chicken rice with vegetables. There's uh, reduced uh, sodium creamy tomato with basil soup. That would scare me. Creamy. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Hearty loaded potato bacon can soup. Now the vegetable, if I had to. Hearty bacon. Bacon cold is going to be chewy and a mess. Yeah, yeah. But vegetable, I could probably do. Just like, why are you chewing? But I don't want to do it that way. Anyways, anyways, gazpacho fans, let us know. Because I, I'm not a fan of that either. I I find it. I find this to be so weird. But hey, that's what TikTok is for. All right. Okay, so Taylor says she's trending because she goes to Foxborough, Massachusetts last night. She goes to watch Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs take on the New England Patriots. Chiefs won the game 27 to 17. Spoiler alert if you were saving that one. Oh, no, saving. It's uh, playoff time. Come on, let's go. So Taylor gets, obviously, finds herself on camera a lot. And there was a play where a Pats player pushes Travis to the ground in the end zone. As a result, they cut away Taylor cam. Like, what does she think about this? Her boyfriend got knocked over. Uh, <laughs> she's she's very clearly seen yelling the F word. The F oh. word and the consonant F yeah. is pretty clear. Uh. It's hard to miss. And then they give her the slow-mo effect. And now everyone is reusing this image oh. and this video all over the internet. It immediately becomes a GIF. Oh, my. I just think. Okay. Any, any funnier ones you can remember that... I mean, none that I can comfortably say on okay. here. <laughs> but you know how angry she is in some of her songs. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me that she swears. Well, so, I mean, someone did super cut this to sure. You Need to Calm Down. Uh, that was kind of funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, okay. But yeah, I don't know. This is what happens, I guess, when yeah. you're Taylor Swift and your boyfriend's Travis Kelsey. You're going to be seen on camera yelling Frankfurter a when, whole lot. When do you when do you think they're going to get engaged or do you think they're engaged already? Even more solid rumors still swirling around the internet that he's yeah. asked for her father's hand and she said yes. Or yeah, yeah. So, I mean, people think that he's got a ring. Yeah. I don't know if that's true because people thought that she was genuinely secretly married to Joe Alwyn. So, I don't know. I think they're just enjoying a can of cold soup at home right I'm now. I'm feeling a wedding invitation in 2024. Me too. Wake up. Wake up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar on Chum.
Hey guys, don't forget, don't forget to give the CP220 for uh, Chum Christmas with some of your energy right now. You're all over the town picking up gifts for everybody else, but there are people among us who need a little help, just a little boost, you know? So you and Azalea went out to Blundell Road to see what was needed out there in those big, uh, big warehouse. What did you find was needed? We're getting a ton of gifts for younger children. Yeah. But that age group, that preteen, like 10 to 18, they get left out. And understandably, because when you think about holiday gifts, it's probably really easy to go, you know, you pick up a stuffy or a doll or you pick up some Legos and boom, boom, boom. You think that's what it is. But this age group, people forget because it might be a little, takes a little more time to think about what to get them. So some suggestions? Yeah. Um, here's some suggestions for like the, the preteen group. You know, you could do some electronic games, sports equipment. Um, you know, I remember when I was at age, like a pair of rollerblades would have been great. You know, like hockey stick, hockey equipment, skates, bicycle helmets. Um, a lot of people at that age are into cosmetics, right? Weren't you? Yeah, for sure. I would say anything that's in the small section at Sephora, you know when you're going to cash out and you see all the little stocking stuffers? Yeah. Go there. And honestly, for this group especially, because they have their favorites, gift cards. Gift cards for them is a huge win. Yeah, Anytime cool. I have to buy for a preteen, you can go to Indigo, go wherever. Or um, shopper, our friends at Shoppers Drug Mart. That's right. I saw a palette of eyeshadow that I thought, wow, <laughs> someone's going to have a good time with that. Yeah. But it's all those kind of things that you get like a, a plus one. You get like this palette and then yeah. you get some, a free lipstick with that or nail polish. That's good for pre Our producer, too. Simone, sent us some ideas. Yeah. These are good ideas too, man. Like uh, little diaries, you know. How many times did you say, dear diary, when you're Never. preteen years? Because I didn't want my sister to read it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I do love the idea of uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to movies. the movies because yes. that was the spot to hang out with when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. You want to go to the theater on a Friday night. But to your point, journaling is really important. It is important, yeah. Um, so what you should do, go to the uh, Chum1045 Instagram page. You'll see a video that Azalea and I did. Yep. We went to the, uh, the Blundell Road warehouse. Yep. And you'll see for yourself, things are coming in, but this age group, this preteen age group, we need to uh, kick it up in the high gear for them. So if you're shopping today, do that. Help us out. That would be great. Um, in person, you can drop off the toys at Bell Media Studios Lobby at 299 Queen Street Rest. And then, as you mentioned, the Wish Warehouse, 1366 Blundell Road, Mississauga. Or you can text financial donations, 10, 20, or 20. $25 by texting WISH to 3033 and go to wish.ca. Thank you so much. The 57th annual CP24 Trump Christmas Wish. Please give a kid a Christmas. Here we go. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. The Chum Morning Show. So when did you make your billions? That's <laughs> 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 what I want to know. I mean, this place is wild, man. Uh, Mustique is the name of the island, right? Yes, Mustique. What, what are you in the middle of? M-U-S-T-I-Q-U-E. Okay. Oh, you're, you're talking to a Caribbean man here. I've never even heard of this place. It's a secret. Is We're, this the theme to Lifestyle and the Rich and Lifestyles of the Rich, rich and Famous. famous. I'm Robin Leach. Or just the broken, sort of connected. Okay. <laughs> so you know Amen. somebody from school yes. who's done very well and who married into very well. One of my very closest friends. That's super so successful cool. in real estate in the U.S. Her husband's very successful as well. All their friends are. Uh-huh. And I was I was the tag-along flop. But man, did I milk it. So <laughs> you guys get there by private jet. 
correct. Yeah, so you fly to, we flew to an airport called Canawan, and then you hop in a little puddle jumper from there, and you head to Mystique on a very small plane. And you can fly to St. Lucia or Barbados, yeah. and then do the same thing, um, but it's a it's the Mystique company so, that so plans is, it all. Is there a country that owns Mystique? Like No, it's owned by the residents on the island. Damn. Uh, we're, we're in proximity to the other islands, and which is the nearest island? There? Well, I'm, I'm at, I, it's Canawan and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So, okay. I mean, really, it's kind of part of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, but not really. So, we probably have a bunch of Vinci people listening right now. Have you heard of this place? Can have you text you us there? at 104536 and let us know what do you know about Mystique, but you went there? Yeah, mm-hmm. did you have to sign, first of all, please, uh, let me say this, an NDA of any kind? No, no one asked me Really? To. Okay. Then spill <laughs> the okay. tea. So, we get there. We're, we're staying at a house that our friends have rented, and there's a lot of us. There were 35 people, I think, maybe even more than that, for my friend's birthday. This is her 40th birthday. Her husband's birthday also happens while we're there, so it's a big, big celebration. Uh, so we go to this iconic bar. Pretty well the only one on the island. It's called Basil's Bar. We're having cocktails and snacks, enjoying some warm weather, sunset. And who does my husband, Kyle, spot on the dance floor? Uh, Rachel Weiss. Dancing right? on the... Yeah. Really? You might know her from The Mummy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I really loved her recently in The Favorite. Anyways, I digress. So oh, she's, The Favorite. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. She's so good in it. So good in it. Um, so so she, do people tip you off to her, or do you recognize her? No one... It's very understated, and no one there is making a big deal about anything. Like, it's uh, very uncool to do yeah. that. Okay. So, but he sees her, and he's like, I think that's Rachel Weiss. And then two seconds... I said, it is. So she's beautiful. She's she's just in some flip-flops, dancing around with her kids on the dance floor. And no one approaches anyone. No one pulls a phone out. Like, you don't do that. So then you, he looks down, and at a table overlooking the ocean, he sees none other than Rachel's husband, a small indie actor you may know as Daniel Craig. Wow. Oh, 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 wow. And what was Kyle, he doing? Did he have a sunglasses? Freaking James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Is hanging out on this island with you. Kyle looks over at me, and he goes, he just took the most James Bond swig of beer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and so he's just sitting there. And the other thing that's cool about, again, <laughs> one of the many things that's cool about the island yeah. is that because it's it's pretty Predominantly private homes. It's not, it doesn't have a bustling downtown. There's no giant restaurants. There's oh, none of that. Yeah. So a lot of people are invited to private homes for cocktail parties. Got it. Okay. And Got so it. people host you everywhere and they really make an effort to talk to you and they really make an effort to find out what brings you to the island. Yes. So we go to a cocktail party at the one hotel there called Cotton House and it's a, a, it's a private invite only dinner from the head of the Mystique company which runs the island. So he invites our group to come for drinks. And as I'm walking out, because we're going for dinner, I walk right past and smile and say, oh, good evening to Robert Pattinson and his glowing girlfriends, who is who is expecting, Suki Waterhouse. She was in Daisy Johnson the Six. I think she was. Fabulous. How's Robert Pattinson looking person? Yeah. He looks fabulous. Yeah. And I was like, if, there, if a crime occurs on this island, which I don't think it ever would, but we would have had 007 and Batman technically there. <laughs> Now, other people who were wow. on the island at the same mind blown. At the same time, we heard, but we did not interact with. Uh, we heard that Chris Martin from Coldplay was there, oh. Harry Styles, and um, and our uh, the house that we were in is directly across the water from Mick Jagger's. Do you see Mick? We didn't see Mick. We heard he was there, but then we found out maybe it was his girlfriend. But on the last night we were there, uh, Charles Kelly, really fantastic, talented country singer from Lady A, he performed privately at my friend's birthday party. Do you want to hear how good he sounds? Yeah. Just a kiss goodnight. You know that song. I mean, you could have paid for that concert. 
I mean, someone did. did. Someone was, paid for it. It wasn't me. Charles. But so the so he does an acoustic set. His gear couldn't get flown over, but he realizes that we're across the water from Mick Jagger's house. And he said to my friend's husband, "If you can get Mick Jagger over here to sing with me, I won't charge you." <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes into the loud. We all go into the loudest sing along of honky tonk women we can imagine. Uh, so they can hear across. So the water. that they could hear across uh, the water, but he didn't. Didn't he work. Did, he didn't work. He didn't come over and hang out. But I mean, wow, that's amazing. Oh, and I was showing Marilyn some photos, and I just scrolled past because there's yeah. like a shared photo album from the whole group of like everyone's different pics there. And I realized I didn't talk to him, but the lead singer of Duran Duran, Simon LeBon, was just randomly yeah. drinking at the bar. Okay. Just love it. It's crazy. I love it. What is the best way for a person to get to this place if they want to go? I what's mean, the be- what's the best shot they got? I guess you have to like be in a movie or. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is a guy that you know was there. Hey. But you didn't see him. We didn't get to him. But he was on the island of Mystique. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. The Chum Morning Show. Yeah, if anyone ever invites you on their private jet to uh, a hidden island in the Caribbean, you you say yes no matter what. I mean, Caitlin was like having a near-death experience days before she went on this vacation. Mm-hmm. Fever and all that. She, I know. I've got to go on this trip. I'm no willing myself well to get on crazy. that plane. No matter how sick you are, no matter what is going on in your life, you strap yourself to the side of this plane uh, and you go. Uh, Pump an IV full of our OJ into your arms. Whatever it takes. It. Okay. She looks pretty good and pretty well rested, I have to say. <laughs> all the schmoozing you did. Yeah, schmoozing and money. Yeah. Definitely, uh, they're good for your immune system. But listen, sure. I want to tell you guys about an incorrect judgment that we're all making during the holidays, and you got to stop doing it. Um, you get a holiday party invite. You've gotten this already, and you see the invite. You look at the timing. You look at the date, and you're like, ah, I don't know if I should go to this. But then you think, ah, the host is really going to hate it if I don't go, so I'm going to go. And you push yourself to go. Yeah. But you kind of regret it because it, you know, took a little time and probably wasn't great for your schedule. The the judgment you're making wrong is that saying no to holiday parties is not as bad as you think. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your mental health. Because I think you're gathering so many invitations because we're coming out of the pandemic, out of the lockdown. I mean, we still have, you know, COVID hanging out. Uh-huh. But I think that I think everything is really exacerbated. Things are more overwhelming to us where you think about it, Jamar, all the things we did prior to lockdown, we just were like running mm-hmm. on fumes. And now we get these invitations and we think, oh, it's too much. But well, I better go. If you say no, yeah. you, you avoid some holiday burnout, which yeah. a lot of us are going to experience very soon. But also, in the study I'm reading right now, we are assuming that the host of these parties are going to be really disappointed that you're not there. But the study shows that they're actually not. Most people are saying like, hey, if I have a party and a couple of people don't show up, I've already kind of in my head expected that. Right. It, it, what, what irritates me as a host is if you don't RSVP. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. If like you, I'm okay if you, if you just RSV- don't respond if, whatsoever. If you don't respond, that's not that's not being a good guest or potential guest. But if you can't go, that's okay. Just I mean, listening okay, right now, you probably threw a holiday party, and you could let us know by texting the people that didn't show up. Were you upset with them that they didn't show up? I'm gonna say the answer is probably no. Yeah. You probably leave the party you threw just really excited about the people that were there. Yeah. And you're like, wow, we had a great time. So this calculation that we're making that if we say no to some of these parties that the host is going to be upset with us is a miscalculation. I think, too, we do as many parties as possible when we're younger. Mm-hmm. 
when you get older, you get a little bit more decisive on that. Okay, so you start kind of being a little more discerning about where to go. And I only have this so much energy, and I I really want to spend my time with people. And sometimes, listen, spontaneity is good too. Don't don't get me wrong. But RSVPing, if you take a couple of things off your list, I think you'll feel better. I agree with the study. Don't you? I I uh, I'll have to realign my thinking because I'm I'm trying yes. to go to all the things. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't have to do that. No. Who makes the cut at this point, Marilyn? Like who who gets a, a yes? I'm going, and who gets a eh, maybe not? Like what what type of party or whose party does it have to be? If it's late last minute for us, yeah, yeah. we're pretty we're pretty booked by mid November. Okay, of what we're gonna do. Okay, so we don't go out Friday and Saturday night. We either pick out a Friday or mm-hmm. Saturday. So if somebody adds to that, we go. We can't do it. That's I'm smart. Too t- I'm too tired. I'm too tired. I'm not going to be a great guest for you. I'm not no. shy to say no anymore. No. A lot of my friends are not shy to say no anymore. And no. you're right. The, the hosts don't care. You've accounted for a 20 to 30% sure. decline rate anyways. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't yeah. And don't run yourself ragged. And then you go back to work after your little break in the holidays. You're not rested at all. It's not, it's not the way. No. We've got a new attitude here on this morning. There it is. Wake up. Wake up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar on Chum. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Buble. It's such a cute song. It's a cute song. Michael Buble, snowmancing, I think. I think he's snowmancing. Guy. Yeah, do you want to explain what snowmancing is? Just a time for winter, a festive dating trend known as snowmancing has been uh, thrust in the forefront of the romance world. In other words, you find a partner right for the holiday season, and then you dump them in January before, for, 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 before February. What? For the 14th, yeah. It's kind of like, you know... It's kind of like, you know, somebody cozy with you, share things with you, do Instagram things with you. You snowmans. And then this person really, really digs in on the snowmans. They're yeah. suggesting all the pictures. They're suggesting yes. all the backgrounds. They're doing all these fancy gifts. Yeah. And what they're really doing is trying to really butter you up during the holiday season so they can get in good. I'll the intention, t- not necessarily to Re- make it a long-term relationship. Right on. That's true. A snowman's. Cozy fireside chats, ice skating, sipping hot chocolate at winter markets, living out those picture-perfect movie moments you'd find in a Hallmark movie. How about that? That's, That's what so, you're doing. It yeah. feels like such a risky game to play because yeah. you're doing all these things that you would ideally be doing with somebody who you actually really liked. Right. And wanted to keep around for a bit longer. Yeah. And by the time January rolls around, yeah. the snowman's is over. It's expired. You're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? Frosty melted. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> I also don't want to, yeah, I don't want a Christmas shop for someone I don't Okay, so let me just tell you something. If they say the connection resembles the perfect plot line from your favorite holiday movie, it could be a signal that a snowmancing situation is happening. You know, that blanket of warmth of relationship often gives us those, you know, warm winter nights. Mm-hmm. But there's just saying, if it looks like a rom-com, you might want to step away from the yellow tape. Of all the but things that you have to this, worry about during yeah. dating right now, how about that? You have to worry that somebody's actually coming on way too strong. Well, that's true. But here's the other thing you're going to be, be, no. Like, when you get asked at the dinner table at Christmas, are you dating anybody? Yeah, I am. You don't, you, you don't say it's for rent. That kind of thing. What were you going to say, Simone? I was going to say, the amount of invitations I get to go to the Christmas market at this time of the year, <laughs> I know exactly why and what they want. Yeah. I'm not in on this. Because they want to get some hot, so they want to get some, like, cozy pictures uh, with you. That, that's the thing. They they want the pictures and all that. I'm like, I'm not willing to do the trade-off for that. Yeah. Uh, little crazy? did they okay. know, they were texting the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, snowmancing, it's real. 
says a dating expert. And, you know, just be aware of it. If you know you're in it, you know it's short term, then enjoy the holidays. Wow. I know. I know. I'm just saying, everything's for the gram almost, isn't it? Oh, man. I know. Anyway. Because those pictures look really, really weird by yourself. But when you have a, a cozy Simone in the yeah. picture with you, <laughs> to snuggle up next to her, <laughs> get 10 more likes instantly. I mean, you are cuddly and, and cozy. Yeah, you are. Thank you. <laughs> I right. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto with Caitlin Green? Let me know, let me know. This time last year, you might have recalled that Southwest Airlines was trending because there was that 2022 holiday meltdown that happened. Oh my gosh, all those canceled flights, all these service disruptions. Now, the Department of Transportation in the U.S. has fined them $140 million. Wow, wow. Who's getting fired for that? Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Lord. That was a segment we once toyed around the idea of, of like billboarding, and it was going to be Marilyn was going was gonna to voice it. And what were you going to call it? What, 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 Who's somebody, getting fired? Somebody, some, something, somebody's getting fired. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Southwest can afford that. I mean, it sounds crazy Wait, to what us. A thing. Do you know what their official statement was? That what they were it? happy that they reached a customer-friendly settlement. See? And I thought, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard sarcasm there. Uh, anyway, so that's that, that settlement went, is going down in the history books today. Ryan Gosling also trending after he was spotted holding a guitar leaving a recording studio in L.A. with none other than super producer Mark Ronson. So he and Mark worked together on the song from the Barbie movie that Ryan performed, I'm Just Ken. Remember that? Yeah. If this doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, I honestly feel like something's wrong because it was a really fun, good, hilarious song. That was so apropos for the movie. Like, it really served the movie. So, and because Ryan used to be in a band in L.A. Oh, yeah. Everyone's wondering if he was going to maybe record some music with Mark Ronson. Uh I mean, it would probably do pretty well. People would stream it. I would say Ryan Gosling did a song with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think people would be into that mean, one. And I mean, anything Mark Mark Ronson does, I mean, it can't go wrong. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. Do I mean, know, do you know who Mark Ronson's mother-in-law is? <gasps> Tell. Her last name is uh, great. Her first name is Grace. Last name is Gummer. Meryl Streep is his mother-in-law. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. He married one of Meryl's daughters. Yeah. Who likes to sing, by the way? Oh, because he was previously married to somebody else, too. He had yeah. a separation. I thought she was a singer or model of some kind. Anyway, okay. I think there's more albums coming. All right. Well, maybe maybe Meryl Streep's daughter will sing well, backup maybe. for Ryan Gosling. Uh, Dem- White Wedding Bells for Demi Lovato. She's trending because she has announced that she's engaged. She's engaged to a songwriter named Jordan Lutz, and they met when they wrote her song Substance together back in 2022, and now she's getting married. That's nice. They did a whole big photo engagement. She was nice to see her doing so well. Yeah. Yeah, good for it's been It's been hard over the last couple of years for her, hasn't For it? sure. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast.